My name is Avi Schiffman and I'm 18 years old. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit, I created a way for the whole world to track it. This is my story. One of the coolest parts about it is that some teenager can just use a laptop, post on the internet, and bam, billions of visitors. To have that much global reach as a teenager, I don't think you could have done that 20 years ago. Hey, I'm Danny Washington, and welcome to the Genius Generation, the podcast about young people who are changing our world in big ways. On this week's show, my guest is Avi Schiffman. Avi used his computer programming skills to create one of the world's first coronavirus trackers. The site, which is visited by 30 million people every day, became so popular and widely used that Avi earned the title of Webby Person of the Year and even got a personal shout out from Dr. Anthony Fauci. Avi, we're so happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for being here with us. For sure. Thank you for having me. So here at Genius Generation, we focus on science and how science has influenced young leaders to create something cool in their own lives. So have you always had an interest in science or is this something that came about recently? Computers have always been an integral part of my life. I had my first computer when I was like five. And I've been doing computer programming for over a decade In elementary school, I started with Python, making simple text-based adventure games. And then in high school, I did a lot of mobile app development and web development. Well, it sounds like you have a ton of experience, but who taught you how to become a computer programmer in the first place? I've always taught myself just from watching YouTube videos or reading books. There's really almost nothing you can't find in some kind of tutorial online. Yeah, absolutely true. You can definitely learn just about anything online. when it comes to why you decided to teach yourself how to program computers, what was that that inspiration? What sparked it for you? I personally just like to make things, and computer programming is my perfect creative medium for that. I can't paint a circle, but I can code a circle. I just really like the internet in general and how easy it is to make something and share it to many billions or millions of people. I think it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. And you chose to create a website specifically about COVID. Mm -hmm. Now, where did that idea come from in the first place? Sure. So before I made the coronavirus site, I first made a sports website for my high school because I noticed that in Washington State, all the high school sports goes through one central database called Kinko. But I found the site to be absolutely terrible. I mean, it didn't work on a mobile phone at all. It was just super ugly and outdated. And I knew that a lot of my fellow students just had really you know, bad time on that site. So ESPN has a very nice looking website. It was very user friendly, worked great on a phone. So I thought it would be cool to just merge the two together because all the information already existed for my high school sports. So I coded something called Web Scrapers, which are able to go to those sites and just download all the information and made like a little website for my school that just showed all the different sports, but in a much nicer way. And a couple of weeks later, back in early January, I noticed that there was this virus happening in Asia. Back then, it didn't have a name. Scientists in China are trying to determine if a new virus strain Team of is 10 international scientists is to travel to the, the Chinese city of virus that began last Spreading month. from Wuhan, China. I noticed that if I wanted the most up-to-date numbers, I'd have to go to these Chinese government websites, but I don't speak Mandarin. There was also the occasional news article, but those were mostly out of date by the time I read them anyways 
or they're not dynamically updating or anything like that. So I thought it would be cool just to make a, a user-friendly, easy-to-use dashboard where you can see all the information you want. So it was very easy for me to take the same concept I had in mind with the sports site and apply that to the, the coronavirus site. That's exactly what I like about the site. It's so simple and straightforward yeah. because we're all bombarded by so much information every day. Trying to sift through all of that is almost impossible. And especially when there's so much misinformation that spreads online. I didn't want to be a perpetrator in that. I wanted to help solve that kind of problem. And so on my site, it really is just numbers and raw data. There is no paragraphs of information. And people started to really like it. The virus continued to spread, and so did the website as that happened. Did you have any moments where you didn't know what to do or you got stuck while you were coding the site? I'd say the hardest part about the site is just the pressure. Working on something like that, and there's just hundreds of millions of users from all around the world every single day relying on you to give them accurate information. Yeah, it sounds like a ton of work, and it's yeah. unbelievable that you did this yourself, but all that work really paid off. You won a huge award. In fact, probably the biggest award you can possibly win when it comes to the internet. Greetings. My name is Dr. Tony Fauci, and I am here to present some good news at a time of great stress. The 24th annual Webby Awards will honor Avi Schiffman as the 2020 Person of the Year. I think any artist likes it when people appreciate their work. With the Webby Awards, I just found that really cool because out of anyone in the entire planet to give me an award, the number one person would be Dr. Fauci, just because he's the most respected person related to coronavirus stuff. Schiffman's tracking tool has been an invaluable resource that sounded the alarm on the virus, notably calling attention to its severity long before it was broadly recognized. For him to say how essential my website was over these months and everything like that was really cool and was worth far more to me than a trophy or something like that. But besides that, I've gotten tens of thousands of you know emails and Instagram DMs, all that kind of stuff from all kinds of people. But the ones that are the most interesting are from younger people that are trying to learn how to do computer programming themselves. It's been really cool to point them in the right direction like other people pointed me in the right direction. And a lot of them have come back and shown me their own coronavirus trackers they've made for their local communities. And I found that really cool. You're definitely an inspiration for a lot of teen computer programmers out there. I think the most important part is being able to have all those failures and continue to keep working on more things. I made like gazillions of websites before I made the coronavirus one. It's not like I all of a sudden was like, I'm gonna learn web development just to make this coronavirus site. And I instantly made that. I've been computer programming for the past 10 years or whatever. You know, it wasn't just something that happened overnight. You had to put the work in. You had to put hours in to, to perfect yeah. your craft. So what do you do outside of computer science and computer programming? What do you do for fun? Yeah, one of my favorite things to do is competitive ski racing. That's been something I've liked to do for quite a while. Going down mountains really fast. It's just really fun, really relaxing to me. And it clears my mind. When that happens, I think of how to solve problems about computer programming. Everything is really a stepping stone in any ways. Steve Jobs took a class in calligraphy just because he had dropped out and was just taking random classes. And that class was something just completely random. How would that ever help you really in life? But when he was working on the first Mac computers, he wanted to make the typefaces beautiful. He added all these multiple different typefaces and bolding, all these kinds of things because he had taken that class. 
And so when I go to college, I hope to just take a lot of classes in random things too. You never know how they're going to be beneficial to you in the future. That's so awesome, Avi. So if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? <laughs> I'd say there was one thing I could just really change. I wish a lot of things just weren't political in the world. It's not something I can just easily change, but I think that very simple things, just like wearing a mask, should not be something that's politicized because that just causes so many unnecessary problems. And I found that really ridiculous, just how much people really want to take a side in something and not understand someone else's point of view. I think it's important to understand everyone's point of views. So if there was something I really could change, I, I would definitely try and change that. Great answer. It's true. I think humans really can do amazing things together if we put politics aside. Avi, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks for taking the time out to hang with us. And I'm looking forward to all the cool things you're going to accomplish in the coming years. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Genius Generation. If you want to see Avi's COVID tracking site for yourself, along with the tens of millions of others who visit every day, go to ncove2019.live. That's ncov2019.live. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe. The Genius Generation is a podcast created by Seeker and Tracks. The show is hosted by me, Danny Washington. Emily Feld and Evan Hall are our producers. Caroline Rolfe, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Pappas. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner, Michelle Smalley, and Brian Pendergast. Our PA is Navani Otero. Thanks for listening. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our common future. How do we create change that lasts? True transformation happens by changing the system, not just the situation. It's a bit like the difference between saving a tree and creating a new sustainable way of doing forestry. Ashoka is a global community of thousands of changemakers who are committed to making systemic change and empowering others to do the same. We get it. Changing systems sounds intimidating, but there's nothing to fear. Join Ashoka for a three-part learning journey to uncover issues you care about, identify the root causes, and start building a solution. Learn more by visiting changemaking.net or check out the link in the show notes. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.